Welcome to a Sterling Harris Ministries teaching of thriving in a love relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Victory and God's best for you. Can okay, we go ahead and open up the word of prayer? Dear and Father, Lord God, Jehovah, we thank you, Father, that you are the God of all comfort, Lord, that you are the God of all power, O oh God. Lord, I thank you that you have poured me out, Father, so you may be lifted up, Lord, high above your people, Lord, so you may show them the unlimited power that you have, O oh God. Enemy, we rebuke and bind you by the blood of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus over this place right now. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Fall like rain, fall like fire. And we thank you, we praise you, Father, that we have what we say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when I was asked to preach uh, last week at this trial, God began to continue to speak to me about power. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to preach about? What do you want me to bring? And he kept saying, I want you to bring power. And I want you to go into the book of Ephesians. I want you to go in the book of Romans. And I want you to preach power. And when God was talking about this, he, he put on my heart sonship. The love relationship that he wants with all of us. God told me one time, I was actually on, on the elliptical in federal prison of all places. <laughs> I'll get to that later. And I was reading a book. It was titled Unlimited Power. And I'm sitting there on the elliptical and I'm reading this book. And God, the Spirit of the Lord told me, he said, Sterling. I said, yes, Lord. He said, do you want to know what unlimited power really is? I said, I'm listening. I hopped off the elliptical. And he said, it is an unrestricted access to a love relationship with me. That is unlimited power. That is the power of the gospel. That is when the word of God and the spirit of God come together in your heart and is manifested in your life. The apostle Paul said this. He said, I didn't come to you in wisdom in, in humanly wisdom. I didn't come to you with, with crafty speech. He said, I came to you in the spirit in a demonstration of power. For the kingdom of God is not of talk, but of power, the word of God says. But see, you have to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Because there's a lot of us walking around out here with a fake ID. We have a case of mistaken identity in the body of Christ. And there's a lot of people that are coming to salvation, but they're just getting saved. They've got enough Jesus in them to live in heaven one day. They've got enough for salvation. But see, God wants you to live in victory every single day of your life in every single way. How do you do that? In a love relationship with Jesus Christ. As I was growing up, I was, I was baptized at 12 years old and I had a spiritual experience with the living God. And God touched me and showed me that he was real. But then over the years, the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches choked the word out of me. And I was going to church and I was and I was seeing people that weren't living in power. They were living in religion. They were doing more good than bad. They were living by the law. And the word of God says that those who are in the law have fallen from grace. They are under the curse, it says in the book of Galatians. If you're under the works of the law, if you're just trying to be a good person, then you have fallen from grace. See, grace makes 
the finished works of Jesus Christ available to each and every one of us. Amen. And it's access. How? By faith. And you know what? That faith worketh by love. So you know what? No love, no faith. No faith, no access to the finished works of Jesus Christ. Grace is God's willingness to give you access to his power, his ability, his dominion. Everything that he's given us is access through faith into that grace. But see, there's a lot of us out there that aren't flipping the switch. When we walked in this building today, it was dark. The lights were not on. What if we just basically felt around here, we tried to do this whole thing without the lights on? And we called up TXU and we're like, hey, TXU, can you come flip the switch in our building? And TXU was like, well, it shows here that Clearview Bible has paid their bill, that the power's in the building, it's in the room. They're like, yeah, we know that. We know that we pay the light, but we know that you supply the power, but you know what? We need you to come and flip the switch. TXU would be like, what? And when I say this, you're thinking to yourself, oh, that sounds ridiculous. Does it really? How many of us every day have the power in the room? The blood of Jesus Christ has been poured out for us and the, and the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. But see, you're not flipping the switch every day. You're letting the devil dominate your life every day. You're not walking this thing out. See, the demonstration of this word is a power. It's not just talk. It's to be demonstrated. It's to be demonstrated by the Spirit of God. But see, you've got to realize who you are in Jesus Christ. You've got to realize that you're a son and daughter of the one true king. Because if you don't realize who you are, then the devil will trick you into thinking, I'm unworthy. I'm not forgiven. I'm not good enough. He'll, he'll, he'll put all those little things in your ear, those fiery darts in your ear. And see, there's so many of us right now that are getting beat up by the devil, but the devil is a defeated foe. When the devil comes to me with that unworthiness, I say, uh-uh. The first step I say, I say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I use the name that's above every name. It says that name, that Jesus Christ was raised for our justification. It says that he is seated in the heavenly realms far above, far above every principality, power, and every name that's named. And we got the authority in the Jews to use that name. Amen. So flip the switch. Flip the switch. And it says, you know what's even better about that? It says in the book of Ephesians, it says, guess what? That you're seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus as sons and daughters of the one true king. There are so many of us out there that if we would start living this word out, that we would start walking in the love of Jesus, that we would start dominating the enemy, we would start standing out. It says that whole creation, the whole creation, everything on this earth groans and moans and birth pains waiting for the sons and daughters to be revealed. They're waiting for us to step up. They're waiting up for us to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ in our lives and their lives. Wherever I go, I realize who I am now. I'm no longer under the curse. I'm no longer trying to do more good than bad because I'm in love with Jesus. I'm in love with Jesus because he loved me first. And he showed me 
Of all places, as I was going through the Old Testament, I was looking at the word, especially like when he was making the temple. And the temple is just it is, it's a shadow of really a shadow type of what we are. You have the outer court, our body. Then you have then you have the next layer, which is which is the most not the most holy place, but the next layer of that is our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then you have the holies of holies. That third layer that is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. See, that's a shadowing type of something in the Old Testament that's really now in the New. Because did God care about a building? No. We know that because it no longer is his rubble. He was showing us a shadowing type of the outward court, the holy place, and the most holy of holies, our spirit. He cared about our lives and everything in this temple. He was like, make sure you do it to the exact specifications. He wanted to be involved in every detail. When you look at the book of Leviticus, I look, started looking at all these laws. There's 613 laws besides, besides the Ten Commandments. That's a lot. And so I started looking at God, even back then, wanted to be involved in every single area of their life. Well, now we have a better covenant, a better high priest, and better promises. We have a better everything. So... I was like, wow, God wants to be involved in every single aspect of my life. And when this actually really hit me, I was like, wow. So everything I do on a daily basis for the past five, six years, I have done my very best to involve God in. What does that look like? When I get up in the morning, I say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your this day. Lord, I thank you for you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Holy Spirit. Show me who I, who I need to speak to. Lord, give me the word to speak to other people. Give me the power to walk this word out. Give me the power, Lord, to being a, a living epistle. Give me the, the strength, Lord, and the power and the love to demonstrate this word in my life. And I just sit there and I just wait for my Heavenly Father to kind of give me a big spiritual hug. And when I feel that peace hit me, I know it's time to get out of bed. And everything I do, I'm, see, I'm carrying on a two-way dialogue with him every single day and every single way that I do. So I'm brushing my teeth. I'm kind of talking to him. Or maybe I'm listening to a sermon in the background and listen, getting some word in me at all, at all times. When I'm riding to work, I'm either talking to him or I'm listening to some inspired teaching and preaching. I'm always feeding my spirit. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Before I write an email, before I post on Facebook, I say, Lord, please guide me in this. Before, before someone asks me a question, I used to be like, I'm a smart person. I was answering right off. Now I just, I, for just one second, I say, Holy Spirit, guide me. In my mind, or learning my breath, I say, Holy Spirit, guide me. And then I saw the conversation, the increase in them, the, the abundance, the anointing that was on that. So every single thing I was doing, it didn't matter if I was cooking, it didn't matter if I was talking to somebody. When I go to the restaurant, I began to play for the waitress. I really began to pray for people around me. And there's so many times that God has given me a word for those people. There was a girl the other day right here in Applebee's in Athens, Texas. And I was praying and I was surrounded by the love of God. And I saw this white light transect the back of her back. And the Lord spoke to me and said, so when she's got something wrong, she has some lower back issues. And I was like, wow. I said, okay. So I started praying for her and I said, I said, hey, young lady, um, do you have some lower back issues? The Spirit of God is kind of like lands on my heart. Do you have something like right here? She's like, how could you know that? I said, I said, God's a healer. 
the Spirit of God told me, I believe that He wants to heal you. What's going on with you? She's like, I have, I have like a, I have like a, a really, a really bad problem in my lower back right here, and right where I had seen that white light transect, that's where I, I had seen that. And she's like, that's where that pain is. So right there in Applebee's, I demonstrated the love of God. I said, did you know that Jesus said this? He said this in Mark 16, that these signs will follow them that believe. He didn't say these signs will follow the preacher. He said these signs will follow the believer. And I said, can I pray for you? So right there in Applebee's, me and my friend prayed for her. And as we prayed for her, she got this really hot spot in her back. And I believe to this day, I haven't seen her, but I'm believing for her healing. She literally was experiencing God that day. And I had, I said, you know, the spirit of God has always put in my heart that you've got something you're holding on to. You've got something you're feeling guilty about. I don't know what, about, what that's about, but, you know, I just want to let you know that he loves you. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Um, I'm so, and she starts almost crying. And she goes, you could have known that, but I, I'm finalizing my divorce tomorrow. I've been in an abusive relationship. My husband's been unfaithful to me, and you know I was just feeling guilty and condemned. And I said, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. <laughs> what happened? I cared enough to demonstrate the love of God to that lady. Does that always happen? The Spirit of God doesn't always tell me about somebody's back or somebody's heart, but He often does. And when He does, I'm quick to, to share that with them. But what I'm always doing is I'm praying for people. I'm surrounding people with the love of God. I'm involving God in every single aspect of my life because I want to see power. I'm tired, and I know that so many of you out there are tired of just trying to do more good than bad, coming to church and living a dry Christian lifestyle. That's not what we were called to do. We were called to live in power. We were called to lay our, hand, lay our hands on the sick and watch them recover. We were called to defeat the devil. We were called as sons and daughters. We were adopted by our daddy. <laughs> it says that we call him Abba. Abba in the Greek means daddy. So God is calling us, each and every one of us, into a love relationship. He wants us to be on fire for him. He wants us to defeat the enemy in every area of our life. There's so many times that the enemy will feed us these negative thoughts, and we just let those seeds land. Boom, 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 boom. He's just landing shots, landing shots, and you're just thinking, you know what? I gotta stand on the word. I gotta let go and let God. But what does that mean? To stand on the word of God, it tells us to take every thought captive, to cast down imagination, to make every high thing that rises itself against the word of God that make it obedient to Christ. So I'm going to share something with you that will give you some power to dominate the enemy. When one of those negative thoughts come at me, let's say a negative thought comes at me about a person that's irritated me, I know that that's unforgiveness that the enemy's trying to creep in or some offense, some strife. The word of God says where there is strife, where there is offense, there is every evil work. And so when that thought comes in, I say, I refuse that thought in Jesus' name. I give, I give the devil the Heisman because I know who I am. I'm a son of the one true king. The second step I do is I release, I release 
I call it a forgiveness exchange. I release that, that, that irritation that I had with that person, Lord. I forgive that person in Jesus' name, Lord. I, I just, Lord, I just release that to you. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I forgive myself. Lord, I forgive that person in Jesus' name. I release that to you. Because it said in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares, all your anxieties, everything that is hindering and robbing you of your peace on God because he cares for you. The third step is when I become a dispensary for blessings. It's when I take that, take that AK with all those hollow tips filled with that holy water and I start dumping back at the devil like, duh, 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 duh. that's when I start praying opposite the temptation. That's when I start saying, you know what? Lord, I surround that person with love of God. I thank you that person is blessed. I thank you that you're blessing that person's children. Lord, I thank whatever that person's doing, if they're being disrespectful, Lord, I thank you they're respectful. Lord, I thank you that you're blessing their family and blessing their life. Lord, I thank you that I'm respectful. I thank you that I have more patience with that person. What am I doing? The first two were defensive. I gave the devil a stiff arm in the name of Jesus. I released and I practiced forgiveness and self-forgiveness in the second step. But those two are defensive. You can't win a game, a football game, playing just defense. you got to play some offense too. That third step is the offensive tactic. That's when you start dumping back at the devil and you start releasing your faith in the spiritual realm. And I'm telling you right now, you're like, you'll show me it's just a little, just a little, just a little irritation. I'm going to give you this one illustration that I hope changed your mind and changed your spirit. Let's just say that little, that little irritation is a pebble. How irritating is having one pebble in your shoe? <laughs> very, very. Let's say you get irritated 10 times a day. And you just let that land on your heart. That 10 times doesn't seem like that much. I'm just shrug it off. But that, that enemy landed something in your heart. And you can't sow an apple seed and get an orange. You can't sow resentment and get love. You can't show irritation and get patience. You can't do that. So you think, oh, it's not a big deal. But see, that's 10 times that day. That's 70 times that week. That's 140 in two weeks. That's... $280 a month. That's almost 3,000 seeds landed on your heart that the enemy got over on you a year. That happens all the time in people's marriages. And they wonder why they just wake up one day and like, you know what, I'm not in love with you anymore. Slowly but surely, the enemy was creating an offense. He was creating a wedge in relationships. See, this, this word and the adoption that we have is about walking in power. It's about putting this word to work in your life every day. It's about feeding your spirit and living a kingdom lifestyle. You're a king. You're a queen. We got to start acting like that we have been adopted as sons. The spirit has been our guarantee. When you gave your life to Christ, if you're in a place right now that you're saying, you know what? I'm helping the church. I'm going to church. I'm doing more good than bad. But see, that void is still not filled, so it's something, something's missing. I'm telling you, start working this thing like a relationship, and you'll get relationship results. What are relationships about? They're about attention and communication. People say time, time management. No, there's 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. What are you putting your attention to? What are you being mindful of? Are you keeping this word in the midst of your heart? Are you keeping God focused all day? I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about a love relationship with the living God. I'm talking about moving from having enough Jesus in you to have salvation 
to enough to live in victory as a son and daughter of the one true king. That choice is going to be yours every day. And if you're not living that way, or you find yourself not living that way, you know what? Start talking to him. Start pouring out your heart to him. Start walking in forgiveness. Start praying for people. Start, start seeing, you see the sick come up? Hey, can I pray for you about something? Start releasing your faith and do, um, and you will see God do amazing things. The other night I was at Walmart just walking in. It's, it's at 12, 12 o'clock at night. I see some people out there, they've been on a two week meth binge and they look real scraggly. And I walk up to them and immediately God's like, you need to, you need to show these kids some love. So me and I walk in and they're like, hey, can I have some money? I'm like, yeah, bro, here's some money, man. And they're like, really, man, we just want some food. I was like, oh, you want some food, man? Come to Walmart, I'll buy you some food. So we walk in Walmart. I tell them about my life. I tell them how I used to be religious. I used to play in the NFL. That, that you know, I've been in prison for three and a half years. That I've, I've lived the up and down roller coaster of this life. Trying to find something to fill that void. And I told them about my relationship with Jesus. And they're like, oh, man, we don't believe in that stuff. An hour and 20 minutes later, after I just poured my heart out to them, I wasn't beating around the head with the scripture. I didn't get my Bible out. I just told them what God had done for me. Because you can't argue with a changed life. <laughs> and when you really realize it, like, especially people that, that have tried everything, I'm like, hey, bro, you've done everything. And you've done drugs. And a lot of people, like, you've had a rough life. I mean, some people say, why, why not do drugs? I've had a rough life. I'm saying, you've tried everything. Why not Jesus? You're not really doing anything with your life. You still, you still kind of fill that void. Why don't you give your life to Jesus and let him do something with it? And I started talking to him about his love relationship. So when the, when the two kids, they closed their eyes, they gave their life to the Lord. There was one kid, unbeknownst to me, he opened his eyes like, oh my God. And I was like, what's going on, bro? He looks at his friend. He's like, man, you know that I've had those, my contacts in for a couple weeks now. He said, or a couple days now. And he said, it, scra it scratched his eyes, his, his corneas. He's like, you know, I've been complaining my vision, and it's all blurry. He's like, bro, bro, I can see clearly. And I started thinking, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. <laughs> and what happened? I cared, I cared about people. I loved people. And they saw Jesus Christ demonstrate. And I got to see a miracle, an absolute miracle done. Literally, a guy was, his vision was fully restored like that. So I just want you to remember the choice is yours. Please live in sonship. Know who you are. Stop carrying around that fake ID. Throw that unworthiness away. Throw that resentment away. Throw that unforgiveness away. And come to Christ. Because it's good. It's good. It's real good. I love you. Thank you. It's my time. Thank you for listening to another Sterling Harris Ministries teaching. For this and other inspired teaching and preaching, visit us at sterlingharris.org. And always remember, Jesus loves you.